0: It's not difficult to recognize that one of the central figures of today's readings is the Old Testament prophet Jonah, the reluctant prophet Jonah. Before we turn to Jonah, though, I'd like to uh, recall what we learned on Sunday. Remember, after Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and he defeated Satan and his temptations, he began his public ministry and he began by calling people to repent and believe in the gospel. Remember that. End of, end of Sunday's gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. The very first message of Jesus after his the testing in the desert. Repent and believe in the gospel. And that was already familiar to us because it was echoed on Ash Wednesday. One of the options for the imposition of the ashes is exactly that. Repent and believe in the gospel. The other one is remember that you are dust and under dust you shall return. But repent and believe in the gospel. So this uh, shows the two fundamental uh, works of Lent. Repentance on one side, believing in the gospel on the other. So repentance turning away from sin, sorrow for sin, rejection of sin, leaving sin behind, dying to sin, or letting the sinful parts of our life die, or putting them to death. Repentance. It's it's a work. It's a decision. it's, It's a project to repent. It's important. You know the traditional... Uh, language of the act of contrition that people use in the sacrament of confession. Oh my God, I'm heartily sorry for having offended you, which is sometimes misspoken, okay, especially by the young people. Oh my God, I'm heartily sorry. <laughs> I'm heartily sorry. I'm not, no, 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 not that sorry at all. That's why the new the new translation is, my God, I'm sorry for my sins with all my heart. That's repentance. To be sorry with all my heart. I, I reject what I have done. Then the other side, believe in the gospel, because they have the positive side, the, the act of faith. Faith, which is not just a, an intellectual exercise, but a whole reordering of our life, because what we believe determines how we live and how we behave. Faith is not just in words, but also in deeds. So in Lent we talk about putting our faith into practice by acts of charity, almsgiving. Okay, so these are the two things, the repentance and and faith. It's kind of like, or corresponds to dying and rising. Death to sin, rising to new life. Repentance and believing in the gospel. Okay, so that's already the kind of the foundation of this whole season. Then we get to today's readings and we are reminded that even though repentance is important and a constant requirement, it doesn't happen that much. It's not that easy to get people to repent. Jesus, from the very beginning of his public ministry is calling people to repentance. And they don't respond. So here we have today's gospel. Jesus is attracting another huge crowd. And he says to them, this generation is an evil generation. What is he? Now, that's not a very appealing thing to say. That's not going to win friends and influence people. He doesn't just smile and tell everybody that they're fine. He tells them they're an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. And then he mentions Jonah again two more times. Now, this is familiar language to us, but if you stop a little bit and think about it, it's very strange to pick out, out of all the figures of the Old Testament that Jesus could have referred to, He picks out jonah he's like the least appealing of all the prophets he's the the worst he doesn't even want to do the will of god he's has to be practically forced (laughs) i mean jesus could have picked out the sign of moses the sign of king david the sign of abraham the sign of whatever ezekiel or gosh anybody pretty much anybody any of the great men of the old testament but he picks out Jonah, and then today's first reading is a selection from the book of Jonah, the the good part of the book, the effective part, where Jonah actually does what God says, and it has extraordinary impact on the people of Nineveh. Let's look at that for a moment. It says here that uh, God called Jonah a second time. Remember the first time he refused. So he called him again after he spent his three days in the fish. And uh, God says, we will go to the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. Jonah does it. What's the message that Jonah proclaims? Forty days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. Again, one of those messages that you just don't think would be very appealing to people. It's not going to make friends. It says that Nineveh was a an enormously large city. Naturally, I think of Metro Manila because we live, we live in an enormously large city or an enormously large metro area, mega Manila. Imagine if someone came along, started walking through... Mega Manila, saying 40 days more and the whole Metro Manila will be destroyed. Well, you can imagine what would happen. First of all, nobody would pay any attention. But if someone did pay attention, they would take a video, make a, 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 a post-it somewhere, they would make a meme, they would make a joke, and he'd be on the, on the talk shows, if anyone paid any attention at all, he would become a, an object of mockery. In the in the social media, for sure. How many people would repent? Almost none. I mean, that's not hard to guess. It's, it's not hard to guess because that's the way it always is. It's not just that Manila is worse than any other enormously large city. That's the whole history of the human family. Very, we're very reluctant to admit that we're wrong, and we're slow to repent. That's why Jesus' words, this is an evil generation, those words do not apply only to the people of Jesus' time. He's talking about the human family. And we have to admit it, we're just not very good. Now, what moves people to repentance? Usually not a preacher. Usually not. Very often what moves people to repentance is some frightening calamity or misfortune. When people are suddenly in the hospital, you know what happens? They start to review their life and realize, oh, I'm, I'm on the, I've been on the wrong track. I had a heart attack or something. or I was in an accident and now suddenly I've been stopped and I'm looking at my life and yeah, I, I, And along comes the hospital chaplain and says, I want to go to confession. I want to receive the sacraments. I want to come back to God. It, it's, uh, it's a good thing, but Is that what what it takes to move us to repentance? Or sometimes people are moved to repentance when there's a disaster, a landslide, earthquake, fire, typhoon, something like that, a war. So here's Jesus. Jesus, he comes to proclaim, repent, and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe, repent and believe. It doesn't change. The message doesn't change. And it doesn't doesn't have that effect. So then he says, okay, I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah. And he makes us reflect again on what happened when Jonah preached 40 days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. What happened was, and this is the sign, the people listened and changed. They repented. They were deeply moved. The whole city from the king down to the animals they repented it's miraculous it's 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 greater effect than than the some of the great signs of the prophets of old and this is the striking thing and jonah who was not at all an impressive figure and who didn't work any miracles was the instrument of this extraordinary wave of repentance. And this is the sign that when a call to repentance is made, we should respond. And it doesn't take 40 days. I know we have 40 days of length, but the, Nineveh, the Ninevites repented in one day. It says that uh, it takes three days to walk through Nineveh, but Jonah only walked one day and his Preaching already had this unbelievable effect. Okay, you you can see how humbling this is. (laughs) It's humbling to the the Jews at the time of Jesus because the Ninevites weren't even Jews. I mean, they were pagans and they listened and repented. What about people living in the time of Jesus who already have the benefit of Jonah and all the other prophets and the law and now have Someone standing right in front of them greater than Solomon and greater than Jonah, and they still don't repent. Well, that's really Not only embarrassing, it's just shameful But we ourselves are, are in that category Do we change at all? Do we pay attention at all? I was thinking a little bit about signs you know Jesus says that the only sign that's going to be given is the sign of Jonah, but in fact, The Lord has performed many signs in every every age. One of the dramatic signs of the 20th century was the miracle of the sun at Fatima, 1917. You know that story. 70,000 people saw the sun dance around in the sky and change colors and spin and move and get close to the earth. It was a very, very dramatic sign. And Our Lady told the children that uh, if people don't repent, there's going to be another and worse war. Now the first war had barely started. I don't know if it had started yet. No, first world war. I can't remember the chronology now. I think it hadn't started yet. But uh, no, no, it had. It had started by that time. Mm-hmm. 1917. So, uh, so the, the first world war was the worst war the world had ever experienced. It was especially to Europeans, but to the whole world, it was. Just a shocking, devastating disaster. And that's why they called it the Great War, the World War. It was the war. It was the war to end all wars. And along comes Mary and says, "Well, if people don't repent, you're going to get a worse one. And here's a sign, the miracle of the sun. And it didn't work, obviously. It didn't work. The 20th century got worse. And we did have a worse war. In fact, we had a whole series of wars so what in the world? What does it take? What does it take to move us? Well, it takes a humble heart, it takes a contrite heart, it takes a willingness to listen and respond. And that's where the message comes down to us. It's Lent, it's the first week of Lent. We've been called to repent and believe in the gospel, we've been called to prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we've been called to battle. Satan and, and reject temptation we've been called to do unto others we've been called to do it to the the least of Jesus brothers whom we meet to feed the hungry and clothe the naked all these things have been said before us already it's only one week and have we responded but that's the challenge don't let another day of Lent go by it's certainly not 40 days but not even one day without responding to the call to repent and believe in the gospel.